0: Shall we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee tonight for the goodness of the Lord Jesus, for all that he has done for us and for the mercies that he has shed forth to us, the unworthy ones, but by the redeeming grace He's brought us nigh unto himself. And we thank thee for it. We thank thee for thy healing power. We thank thee for salvation, for all the good things that you have done for us. Now speak to us tonight in thy word, and we'll give thee praise in Jesus' name. So glad to be here again tonight, and this uh, uh, service. Trusting that the Lord has blessed you exceedingly abundantly today. And uh, one thing, you're used to this weather. I'm not. It's just about killing me. Leo, one of my recording boys, sick old lady, vomited in jeans the same way, Billy the same way, me the same way. <laughs> so, well, I, this weather, mm, uh, I believe I'd have to come down and stay uh, sometime in the summertime or uh, wintertime to get used to it for summer. <laughs> but I imagine if you come up to my house when it's about 28 below zero, probably want to stay in the house. That's what we all want to go rabbit on, <laughs> about 28 below zero. It's just what part of the country we get accustomed to, and sometimes a different part. Mr. Moore, he was telling me today that David was in the Army camp over somewhere in Texas, and him being used to this weather here, he said he got so sick last year he couldn't even drive his car home hardly, the weather being so hot. And now it may seem like it's awful nice and cool to you all, but you're burning me (laughs) up. Well, there's one thing. It's a good time to preach repentance, isn't it? (laughs) When you got weather
1: like (laughs) that.
0: Yes, sir. So we're happy tonight to know that we're on the grounds of the forgiveness of our sins and on the grounds of eternal salvation looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus. So happy to know that someday he'll be here and all the troubles will be over. You see, in Chicago... After even all their salt vaccines and everything, the cases of portioles on the raged and my my worst it ever was. And seems like about time one thing gets started common while another thing starts up. And they give some sort of medicine for something, and looks like it'll take care of that in a few years. Here it turns up and gives a great thing that nearly kills the patient then. So only thing we can hope for is the coming of the Lord. That's when all troubles will be over. Looking back over my shoulder at Sister Anna Jean, I felt so sorry for her last night. I, I went over the frog in my throat like he's playing at Vienna and letting down a little bit and Don standing back. He left, I think today didn't to Sister Anna Jean, far overseas. And uh, down South America and so forth. And I know how she feels, I just imagine I know, from my wife. Phone will ring, you know, and when I'm home I she'll I'll answer the phone and say, Is Brother Brown there? I, yes, I get a hold of the phone. Somebody like say, Well, Brother Brown, will you come just for two nights? I like, would like to, brother, but uh, I just see her stepping up just one I'm gonna say. <laughs> 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 so I don't know I feel that Jean, but there's one good thing. And I believe a little Palmer girl here, her husband left also yesterday or somewhere way away. So bless these young women. And just remember this. Jesus said that he will not forsake his father, his mother, wife, daughter, children, and whatever it is, and cleave to me, is not worthy of to be my disciple. right. So if Peter said, we have forsaken all, our wives, our children, our homes to follow thee, what shall we receive in the kingdom? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you that you will set on twelve thrones just in the twelve tribes of Israel." Oh, my. Now, you know... I don't want to do that. And really, from the bottom of my heart, I don't want nothing great, classical. You know what I want? I just want to look at him. <laughs> I just want to see him. The old colored man, here some time ago, he, he got saved at an old camp meeting. And so he went back north where the old colored folks down in the south used to go around and have the hymn singings at night. So the next morning he was telling all the slaves that he was free. So the boss heard him say that, so he said, What's this, uh, Samuel? You said, You just free." Yeah. He said, Come on over to the office. I'm going to talk to you in a while. So he went over to the office. And he said, Sam, I heard you said that you was free. He said, You know you're my slave. He said, Yes, the boss. I know that. But he said, Last night, the Lord Jesus set me free from the penalty of sin and death. He said, I'm free, boss. The Lord saved me. He said, You really mean that? He said, Yes, sir, I do. And he said, "What if you was a slave? What would you do?" He said, "I'd spend the rest of my time telling my brethren." I said, "All right, if you go with me down to the court this morning. I'm going to sign the ticket for the proclamation. I'm going to set you free to preach the gospel to your brethren." After he preached for many years, his death come to him. He was laying sick to die, and a lot of his white brethren come in to look at him. So they looked at him and. He was laying like he's in a coma. After a while, he woke up, and looked around, and seen him also. Well, haven't I went over yet? He said, "I I was dreaming or something. I uh, just got in the door." And they said to me, "Now, Sam, come on. I want you to put on your robe and your crown." He said, "Don't talk to me about robes and crowns." They so just let me stand and look at him a thousand years. Oh, <laughs> I think that's just about the way we all feel, isn't it? We don't want no crowns, no. No great things. The only thing I want to do is just look at Him. I thought if I could just look at His face. That, that would pay me forever, ever, just to look up on Him and see Him. So I, I'm trusting, believing, hoping, trying my best that someday I'll get to see Him. I always thought I would just love to just kneel down at the at His feet and kind of pat His feet. Wouldn't I do that? Let just make it. Just pat his feet in this one this one. Same feet that woman washed with her tears and wiped with the hairs of her head. How I feel just to stand there and pat those feet a little bit. I believe I'd preach a hundred years did to happen, wouldn't you? That's yes, spend a, a lifetime. Now, being it's warm tonight and we don't miss the beginning of the week now, and tomorrow night, if there is someone here to be prayed for or we'll pray for the sick tomorrow night the Lord with us and now I don't blame the people not coming out of church visit us (laughs) my how hot and so in Romans the 8th chapter and the 1st verse we want to consider this just for a little while Romans 8 and 1 there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, our Heavenly Father, we pray now that you'll get our minds centered on the Spirit of God. And may He lead us, not knowing what to say, but Thou will provide the Word. And I pray that you'll lead us to a, a great meeting, Lord, where the seed of God will fall deep into the heart of every person. The unsaved be saved, and the sinner, backslider, be called back to God again, and the sick be healed. For this we ask in Christ's name, amen. Led by the Spirit of God. Do you believe in man of God, or led by the Spirit of God? That's right. Now, Paul speaking here to the Romans says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now that walk not after if you're in Christ Jesus and you walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now you know it's a it's a dangerous thing when we go to think that many times a Christian who are filled with the Holy Spirit will still walk after the flesh. Did you know that? They'll do it. And then the Holy Spirit gets away from them, as we've been saying. You see people sometimes, someone raise up and speak in tongues, which will be God. And maybe someone says, glory to God, I can do that too. That's flesh. See? You have to be led by the Spirit. And I was just telling the other day while Brother Jack and I were out Visiting a, a Lutheran seminary. And they were asking about these divine gifts. And I told them how I did it at my church. I see it many times. That I feel that full gospel people who believe in those gifts, not only that, but there's many Baptist churches, and many of us speak with tongues. Certainly. Charles Fuller has speaking in tongues at Long Beach. But he an in interpretation spoke of on the radio just recently, telling about. How they spoke in tongues and interpreters said, But if there was no interpreter, what well, was the flesh? But said, If anyone spoke, they all kept real quiet. So, and see what the interpretation is. Uh, here's the way we did it at, at home when I received the Holy Spirit, seeing these things was far the church. We found if somebody spoke in tongues. Then, if there was no interpreter, we had them to keep all their feet. That's right, they're not supposed to speak in yeah. public like that. Yeah. But then when they become an interpreter, someone could interpret... Now, we didn't want just a bunch of foolishness. We had to be
1: genuine.
0: So we had all those people to meet all the gifted people, those who had revelations, those who had the word of prophecy, and those who had interpretation and speaking of tongues. And they gathered at the church about an hour before the church ever started. they come in for their own ministry. And they sat in the church, kept quiet, and the Lord would speak a message. Now, before that message could be received and given to the church, there had to be three there with the spirit of discernment, and two of that three had to witness it was of God. If it was, they never even counted it at all. But now, it couldn't be according to Scripture, because God told us not to use vain repetition. It had to be some message directed to some person in the church, or it wasn't received. Then, say for instance like this, somebody raised up and said, thus saith the Lord, Tonight, at the service, there will be a lady come in with her bandage around her head. She was in an automobile accident five years ago. And she can't be healed. And they're bringing her from a certain place. Have brother so-and-so. As soon as she comes in, they'll be coming from Michigan. The lady hands up on her, for thus saith the Lord, she's going to be healed. Now, everybody kept quiet. After a while, one of them the Spirit of the say, I believe that was the Lord. Another now, well, remember, your word is state. Yeah, the other say, I believe it was of the Lord. All right, it's put out. That's put on my desk. I'm in the room praying all the time. All right. Then the next thing you know, somebody spoke in tongues and give a message. It said, Thus saith the Lord. Have Brother Henry Jones to move away from the place where he's at. Because there's some large trees down there. Or thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow afternoon by 2 o'clock there's coming a hurricane. He's going to blow all those trees down. Have him to be out of the way. That's thus saith the Lord. It had to be to someone a message to the church. Now, then, they, one of the interpreters or one of the men with the discernment said, I believe it's of the Lord. Now, let say, I believe it's of the Lord. Well, if they do that, then they put it down, put it on the desk. Then when I come out just before the service started, I read these messages off to the church. that already had their names signed for the discernments to say that they was from the Lord. Brother Henry Jones got away as quick as he could, and, and we watched for the woman. If she didn't come or the storm didn't come, then I made him, everyone get to the altar and get that evil spirit away from them. Right, not right. God don't speak lies; He tells the truth. Amen. God tells the truth, so that's what I found amongst the people. So much of it here in California, not long ago, I was fixing to make an altar call, and a lady raised up and began speaking in tongues. Just broke the altar call to pieces. Now I don't say this, but the, was it, then some woman got way back over there and gave some kind of a sign: "All of you be ready; for the Lord's to come," and so forth. We know that that wasn't nothing directed. So then, I never said him. Wasn't my need. So then, the next couple days after that, she met Billy Paul out there, she said, "Tell your daddy get ready when he goes get his life story. Cause I've got another message I got to give." Now that won't work. Now that's flesh. I don't condemn the person, but I condemn the uh, the way they're using the gifts of God. If they're used correctly, they're the most marvelous things there is. That's but if you don't use them right, it'll bring a disgrace to the church. Right. So we must be led of the Spirit. And when we're led of the Spirit, then God makes everything work just exactly in harmony. Now, if they give this message and I give it out and the lady comes in, here she is, everybody's wondering where she's at. As here she comes in, packing on a stretcher, I know exactly what to do. The Holy Spirit's done spoke. Go lay hands on her. She's going to be healed. That's exactly what happened. Then the next thing, next day, Brother Henry Jones gets away from those big trees or away from the railroad track where they're going to have a wreck or he doesn't go down to this corner for a certain thing or whatever it is. And the next day we see that happen perfectly that way. Then we say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for warning us. We love you because you're with us and you're showing your signs and wonders and we love you and we adore you. And we just pour out to you the whole adoration of our heart for being so good to us. See Now, if those gifts are used right, they're to edify the church. And you let one come in unlearned and watch and see what happens that way, you'll find out he'll shivers run up his back and he'll go get right with God. And, but when they're just misconstrued and thrown out, it's that anyway, I believe their gifts, but they don't know how to use them. And that's what we need is a teaching on how to use the gifts of God. That's the reason they begin to dwindle out because the, the people don't uh, use them rightly. And we must do that. Paul said he set the church in order, telling just how and how to do it. We try to put our church just exactly that way. Of course, and now since I've left, what's well, been, there's a Methodist pastor there now, was a Baptist just before me, uh, or right after me, rather, now a Methodist brother has it. And they don't teach those things. They just let, go ahead and preach the gospel and make all their call, calls, go home. But what the church needs tonight is know how to control these gifts. See? For evil spirits can come in and speak just the same as good spirits can speak. You know that. And you must have the spirit of discernment to know that. They had it in the Bible time. Why? If they didn't do it, then why? Did Paul say, Let one judge. And the people judge and so forth. Those gifts of prophecy, everything is supposed to be correctly put in order. For Satan can imitate every gift that God's got. Every gift he can imitate. And you must know the right and wrong and by its fruits you know it. Watch whether it comes to pass and whether it's truth or not. And that's why you know the Spirit. Now, but sons of God, we are led by the Spirit of God. There is therefore now no condemnation. You don't have to worry about those things. To those that are in Christ Jesus, that walk not after the flesh. Say, oh, hallelujah, I can speak in tongues. Glory to God, I can do this. No, no, that's the wrong attitude. That's the wrong attitude. That's right. Don't do that. See? But here's what it is. To those, no condemnation to them that are in Christ, that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, the next thing is how do you get into these spiritual gifts? The Bible said, By one Spirit, we are all baptized into one body, and that body is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is a great thing for a pre Baptist preacher to say, but I believe there's one Lord, one baptism, and and one calling, and I believe that one baptism is not water. I believe it's Holy Spirit baptism. That we're baptized into the body of Christ, not by water, but by Spirit. First Corinthians twelve. And we are sons and daughters of God, are led by the Spirit of God after they've been baptized into the body of believers. Oh, how marvelous. How sin opened the heart of the Lord Jesus and given us an issue of blood coming forth from Him that through the life in that blood we go back by Holy Ghost baptism into the body of Christ. Oh, my. That make you forget the hot weather. Notice. And while you're in that body, you are just as free from condemnation as He is. You'll never have to stand in any judgment. God caused judgments to be struck upon His body. And if you're in Him, God cannot judge you. He's already judged you when He judged Christ. Right. Amen. Right. Yeah. And you can't be under judgment no more. Christ took your judgment. And when you're baptized into that body of Christ, you are free from God's judgment. The wrath of God will pass over you. That's why He said, When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Right. That was the sacrificial lamb. The blood was in the shape of the cross on the lintel and the doorpost and was a sign that death could not come to that house. And when death tries to strike us, that separation from God, then the blood is applied by the Lord Jesus Christ and the death angel cannot take it. No, sir. For we are free then. We are in Christ and led by the Spirit of Christ. Led many man and nearly all man. I'll say all man that's ever mounted to very much in this life has been men and women who have been led to do the gallop things they've done by the spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. I think tonight one of the greatest generals that America has ever had was Stonewall Jackson. I believe there's never been a general like him since Joshua. Why was he done that? He was a gallop man. He was a man of prayer. He he closed up everything, even make all these generals and everything, don't even eat breakfast or nothing, and lay on their face and seek God. Yes, sir. General Grant. Uh, um, Stonewall Jackson, I'm thinking of instead of Grant. General Grant was a drunk, alcoholic. But Stonewall Jackson was a Christian gentleman. And he loved the book of Joshua. And he wanted to be like Joshua and God gave him the desires of his heart. And one day he was asked, why is it, Mr. Jackson, that you can stand in such opposition, so many men against you, and you take a little handful and stand? He's a very timid sort of a fellow, little short fellow, kind of blue eyed, dark hair. He kicked his boots on the dust. And he said, I'll never put a glass of water to my mouth without thanking Almighty God. There's where it comes from. Amen. Right? There's where the secret lays, trusting God, being led by the Spirit of God. God speaks to man. Man hears his voice. Noah, in the early beginning, at the end of the destruction, when he was a man who feared God, a farmer, lived out on the farms, and God spoke to him one day. And he was led by the Spirit of God to build an ark for the saving of his household. And now, God who spoke to Noah is the same God that speaks tonight. When he speaks to Noah to make a way for the saving of his household, he speaks to every man.
1: And the way has
0: already been made for the saving of your household. The Lord Jesus Christ is vicarious suffering and death at Calvary. And how that Noah... Now there was no sign of rain, never had rained out of the heavens. It always got watered through the earth, up through the streams, irrigation-like. Never rained out of the heavens. But God told Noah that his judgments was coming. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Your judgment is bound to strike. For man had continually to get evil all of their thoughts was evil they had all kinds of devices like we got today really a smarter people than we are today they built the pyramid and the sphinx and many of those things there that our modern machinery couldn't touch we couldn't no one touch it they must have had a control of atom power gasoline power electrical power would never lift those boulders and build such as the pyramid they weigh hundreds of tons and setting Away in the air, almost about a city block high, mostly. And how'd they ever get them up there? That's the mystery. And so perfect mason till a razor blade couldn't go between them. Honed down. It was masterpieces, masterminds. And they got so smart and so shrewd. And the Bible said they become workers of wood, workers of brass, a great day of uh, science. And they got so smart so they figured they just outsmarted God and didn't need him any longer. And then God, not willing that any should perish, talked to a man out in the field one day at Noah and told him to erect an ark to protect him from the judgment. God led him to do it. And Noah, right away, took his old crude tools and so forth and began to build away on the ark. And as he built away, and God told him how to fix it. I've often wondered that type of wood that he said to build it out of. What kind of wood was that to be? A chudam wood. I wondered what kind that was. And reading up on it once, I find out that it was a gopher wood is what he said to build it out of. Gopher wood. And uh, the reading up on this gopher wood, it was the most lightest wood that there is in the world. Like balsam. Just real light. And if you'd put that in the water, it would sink immediately. If you'd water it off, it'd sink right down. And then, when we find out that God told him to pitch it on the inside and out, and how they pitched it, they took and beat the rosin out of another tree and boiled it and poured it into these pores that were so loose and emptied up, and that rosin filled up the pores and cased it over so hard it would be as hard as steel is now. What a beautiful type of the church today. It's all emptied out. The things of the world is gone. The heart's all emptied up. And God beat one man of our kind, Christ. And He stood our judgment. And by the blood of the Lord Jesus to the Holy Ghost, He pours it in and fills every canvas and every place where the world has been emptied out. The Holy Ghost fills it up and cases it and seals it. Amen. Until that day against the fiery judgments of God. Brother Sister, so many people laugh about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the only thing that'll save you. you Not another thing. God has no other way provided. But for men and women to be filled with the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit. Thank Correctly.
1: Thank God.
0: God get his church. All cased up. You remember that pitch that they put in there, that rosin that was on the inside and outside of that ship, soaked that thing through and made it just as tight as it could be. And it kept out the judgment. Amen. Oh, my. The water was God's judgment. Right. And the only thing that kept it out was the pitch.
1: That's right.
0: And the only way that we're going to escape the wrath and damnation of God's judgment is to empty up ourselves and let the Holy Spirit chug us, a fool, of the baptism of the Spirit. And at that day, remember, the very thing that they laughed at, no one making, pouring pitch into it, the very thing that they laughed at, but the very thing that God led Him to do, they laughed at it. And the very thing that spirit-filled men and women are led to do today, the world yeah. lies yeah. yeah, there. Cause of nonsense. Yeah. But it was the only thing. That's Hallelujah. That's right. It was the only thing Hallelujah. that separated world from judgment. Yeah. Right. The blood of Christ to the Holy Ghost
1: is the only thing that
0: will separate the church from the
1: world. Well. right.
0: The and barriers and so forth and education will never do it. It'll take the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the heart that pours itself out before God. And if there, God has filled up that person. Then they are led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I like that. Now, um, he's made a preparation for us. He beat the life out of Christ Sin did it at the cross. And that life that was beat out of a man that lived and eat like you and I do is poured into us when we're emptied up and made light. Did you ever get out and pray until it come to a place that you felt like is walking on Christ?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's when you're getting light. <laughs> the Bible said in Hebrews the eleventh chapter, the twelfth chapter, seeing it we're compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way empty up and the sin that does so easily beset us that we might run with patience the race that's set before us looking to the author and finisher of our faith the Lord Jesus think of it how God has made a way and beating from his body he was wounded for our transgression bruised for our iniquity look at the life coming out of him you took the tree and laid it down and would beat it and when they beat it, the rose would fly out of it. And they took that same rose, and they come out of one tree and poured it into this one to make an atonement, make a separation of something that would float. And the only way that Noah knew to do it, it could not be scientifically proved, but more no was led by God to do it. That's the way men and women are today. That's born again, the Spirit of God it is led by the Spirit of God to live like
1: Christians, to act like
0: Christians, and believe in the full gospel of the Lord Jesus
1: Christ.
0: Amen. It's a leading. It's all nonsense to the unbeliever. I can prove to you tonight by the Bible. That the church of the living God is built up on spiritual revealed truth. When Cain and Abel was in the Garden of Eden, to begin with it, Cain was just as religious as Abel was. But who told Abel it took a lamb? Who told Cain it took a nice something to catch the eye of God? And Cain worshipped just the same as Abel worshipped. Cain made an offering the same as Abel did. Cain was just as sincere as Abel was. So sincerity don't save you. God has a way, a program. You've got to walk into that. And Cain come and worship. If God only requires a man to join church, bow to the altar and worship God and give of his his tenth to the church or or whatever it is, and all the good deeds and things he could do would testify for him in glory, then God would be unjust to condemn Cain. But Abel, not by works, not by building some great organization, not by doing something else, making great churches and flowery altars and flowery speeches, but somehow he was led by the Spirit of God and he goes over and gets a little lamb and wraps a piece of grapevine around his neck and offered him on the altar and died on the same altar his lamb died on. That's a revelation. Every man that comes to God and free from the judgments, has got to die on the same altar the Lamb did. Empty up everything of self that God might pour in the Holy Spirit. Right. Notice, Jesus come down off the mount one day. This is over in the New Testament. Coming down off of the mount one day, He saw some people and He was talking to them and He asked them, He said, Who does man say I, the Son of Man I am? Some said you're Moses, Elias, and the prophet, and so forth. He said, But who do you say that I am? Okay, what someone else says, but what's your personal opinion of me? Peter, being led by the Holy Spirit, not taking what somebody else said? He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Listen at him. He turns around and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar Jonah. Or by Jonas far, flesh and blood, has not revealed this to you. You never learned this out of a book? You never learned this out of a seminary? You wasn't taught this in some church? Papa and mama never told you this? Some preacher didn't tell you this? All is good as it may be, but that's not it yet. He said, My Father which is in heaven has revealed this to you. And you've been led, in other words, so many words, you've been led to make this confession. And upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. Upon spiritual revealed truth i the living God. So if many full gospel doctrine seems hard to you, just get down and pray until the Holy Ghost gets into you. and will lead you to the path in the church as i here. You just get down to the fountain, empty up so God can fill you up. Led by the Spirit. Sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. Abraham, the old patriarch, seventy-five years old, Sarah sixty-five. God met him one day down in the valley of the Shine there at City Ur. and he said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to give you a son to Sarah. So now in order to do this, if you stay around all this unbelief around here, you'll get the doubting. But I want you to separate yourself. <laughs> Usually if a man's going to be a believer, he's got to separate himself from his worldly friends. All of this. The people. Yoke yourself out up amongst unbelievers. They'll only call you back into the world again. Environment has a lot to do with it. Do you know that? Your environment. Sure is. As Brother Barber, when you say you put a hen egg under a puppy and tie him down, it would hatch the eggs. The puppy would hatch out the chicken, Then, See, it's because the, the puppy keeps the egg warm. And it's the environment that counts. And when you're a Christian, you associate with Christians and go with Christians and be a Christian. You've got to have the right kind of an environment around you. You get out in the pool rooms and dance halls and shindigs and everything else and call yourself a Christian, the first thing you know, you'll be believing it's all right to do
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's the matter with the Pentecostal church. Yeah.
0: That's what's the with all the Pentecostal women cutting their hair and, and putting makeup on and, and men doing the way they're doing it because you begin to associate. You ought to bring yourselves together, forsaking not to assemble yourselves together as you see the time coming and you lay down the bar. That's the reason you don't hear the old fashioned backwoods, hell, fire, and brimstone preached anymore. Men are scared to preach it. Preachers are scared to say so because their wives act the same way. And they're afraid to say it. Here not long ago, a certain man taking me out. I had a man working for me, driving a truck, and the man smoked. He was a good man, but he smoked. He didn't profess to be a Christian, but he's a good man. I had him as a hand. This man said, We can't do this. We're full gospel people. That would absolutely upset our people to know that you had a man with you that smoked cigarettes. I said, then I'll lay him off get somebody else. I said, all right. I said, i tried two or three on it and you can't put no confidence when you're ready to go. They've gone somewhere else. And I said, that's the reason I put him on. He said, well, we are full gospel people. It'll be a stumbling box before us, this minister said. I said, all right then. I'll just tell a man the a good way and lay him off. I did. The very next meeting we went to, I went down to a big tent, three or four five times this size, I guess, filled up full of people. I walked up on the platform of this minister, and he said, "Uh, this is the state superintendent of the general overseer of a certain big denominational church. I said, how do you do, sir? And I shook his hand. He said, Mr. Branham, I want you to meet my wife. And there she stood there, I never seen such a looking thing in my life.
1: She had her hair
0: all cut real short on a boyish bob and curled up on the outside. She had makeup so thick on her mouth and a dress that she could have poured in. I never seen such an outfit in my life. And there she was standing there, and big long fingernails out like that. Looks like she'd been bleeding uh, on her fingers. I never seen such a looking thing in my life. And I said, "Is your wife a Christian?" She said, "Oh yes, she's a saint." I said, "She looks to me like she's a hank. I said, "The way she looks, all that blue and stuff on her eyes and things. What's the matter?" You got away from the old landmark. You got away from the Bible. You got away from the leading of the Holy Ghost and went out like the rest of them did. That's exactly what's the matter. Oh, you think that preacher could have preached against it? The other minister's with me, not the one that told me this, but the other man, another man was with me, which is his brother in law. His wife jumped all over me when we went up to the antlers hotel to go up there to eat. She said, Listen, Brother Branham, you'll ruin your ministry. I said, I want to ask you something, lady. When I, my ministry will be ruined by preaching the gospel, let it be ruined. That's what I said about an old colored man one time. They said, Now look here, Sambo, I want to tell you, you don't you preach that old hellfire and brimstone and baptism of the Holy Ghost? Said it'll sure ruin your church if you do it. He said, Listen, Bob, any church that's ever ruined, by preaching hellfire and brimstone, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you let me know where that church is, won't you, Bob? I i tell you what I want to do. I want to climb up on the outside and lay my big black hand upon his tower and say, blessed is the dead that die in the Lord from him, they rest in their That's right. you're never afraid to hurt anything. You might hurt sin, but you'll never hurt righteousness by preaching righteousness.
1: Led by
0: the Holy Spirit, sons and daughters of God, led by the Spirit of God. Abraham didn't care. What anybody else said, he said, now you separate yourself. So he got his little group together and his wife and went out not knowing where he was going. (laughs) Why do you care where you're going? (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) Brother Bram, well, where does it lead to? Just keep on walking. (laughs) He was led by the Spirit of God. And man, great man, are always, you don't have to question God what's it all about and sit down and figure it all up in science and how does the spirit of supernatural being come and get into us? Well, that's like the Hottenthal. Hot. Down in Africa, they call the word the unseen, uh, the, the Amalia, the wind. It said you worship the God which is a force that you don't see. They've got to see something before they worship it. That's idolatry. God is a spirit. They that worship Him worship Him in spirit and truth and are led by the same spirit. Hallelujah. Abraham. Moses. Moses was a man of God, led by the Spirit of God. Oh, he wanted to lead himself one time. He got all the mathematics and militaryism all in his mind. He knew what a great man he was, so he thought he could go right out and do it himself. But he found himself a failure. Every technique he started was wrong. He slew a man. That's the first thing the military treats you. Kill somebody. Teach Go kill somebody else. All right. That was his tactic. So he went out on his military education, and he slew a man, and was a stranger among his brethren for forty years. But one day, an old sheep herder walking around on the backside of the desert, and the first thing you know, he come into the presence of God. And when he did, the Holy Ghost got a fire the bush there, and He told Moses before about His leading. And five minutes and all, he had to take the military out of him and put the real, genuine Holy Spirit in him so he could be led by the Spirit. I want you to notice, Moses was a coward with all of his military training, with all of his theology, with all of his understanding of the Bible. His mother had taught him from a child how what was going to take place, how he was to be the emancipator of that great nation Israel. All these things she had taught him but yet, in his own mind, he was unable to accomplish the purpose. And every man, I don't care how much education you got, how well you know the Bible, how much theology you've learned, you're unqualified till you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be led by the Spirit of God. 120. And went up in the upper room. These apostles, and, and Mark 11, 24. Oh, it's, I believe it's Luke Twenty four forty nine, And Luke twenty four forty nine, Jesus told them, apostles, after they had been with Him and preached and everything, He said, But you're my witnesses. But first, I want you to go to the city of Jerusalem and wait there until you're endued with power from all eyes. Right. No matter they've been associated with Him for three and a half years, they've seen His miracles, they know what He's teaching, but they had to have the Holy Ghost to lead them. Our schools are fine, but we need the Holy Ghost to lead them. That's right. Now, when Moses, when you get the Holy Ghost to leading you, the Holy Ghost will lead you in some of the most ridiculous things that the world ever looked at and make you do the most ridiculous things that the world ever thought about. You're going to be counted a little bit off in the upper story. Just remember, if they persecute the prophets who were before you, they'll persecute you. Jesus said, "Blessed are you, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. That's for great right. is your reward in heaven." Right. Yeah. Notice Hallelujah. how wonderful. Persecuted, how that he'll do it because of your peculiar action. Now let's take a minute. Here's the man that's got all the military training. He's got all the seminary uh, theology. him. he knows the Bible, but he's a coward. He's standing out on the backside of the desert, scared to go down in Egypt, scared of his own neck. He's afraid to go down, even afraid to visit his loved ones. And when God met him up there and he got a revelation from God, when God began to lead him, he done the most ridiculous thing that any man could do. Run over and kissed his father and all goodbye and set his wife astraddle at a mew with a young one on each hip got an old crooked stick in his hand and started down the whiskers of loin and leading a little old mule. Hallelujah. We're going down to Egypt to take over. <laughs> and that was a ridiculous looking sight. Going down there to millions of trained men. Where are you going, Moses? We're going to Egypt to take over. How do you know you are? God's leading me. Something on the inside of me pushing me. And a good thing he'd done it too. <laughs> he went out and took over because he was led by the Spirit of God. You shout, you cry, you jump up and down. You don't know what takes place. One time when I go hunting up in the mountains. I usually go to a big old place there, the best water I've ever drank. Just go there and lay down how I could drink it tonight. And I lay down there and drink, and that's the happiest stream of water I've ever seen in my life. It's bubble, bubble, bubble all the time. Well, one time I sat down and talked to that stream. I said, now what makes you so happy? Perhaps maybe deers drink from you. Nope. That's not it. Maybe bears drink from you. Nope. That's not it. Maybe you're happy because of what's making you bubble is because I drink from you. You just keep bubbling all the time so I can drink from you. Nope. That's not it. If he could talk, you know what he'd tell me? Well, you would say, it isn't me bubbling, it's something behind me pushing me, making me bubble. And that's why every man is born of the Spirit of God. He don't know himself the no more, that there's something behind him when he's led by the Holy Ghost. Makes him do things that he thought he wouldn't do. Not you a bubbling something in you bubbling. Now. Ain't you shouting something in you screaming. Ain't you crying and something got in your tear ducts. Amen. <laughs> hey That's it. Led by the Spirit of God. Went down there with this wife on a mule and two little babies with a stick in his hand, an old dead stick in his hand, hobbling along with the whiskers hanging down like this, perhaps bald headed. Going down, whisking along like that. He's back all been over nearly 100 years old. 80 years. Going on his road down to Egypt to take over that big nation. He goes to show, no matter how much in a minority you are, as long as you're led by the Holy Ghost, one is the majority. Don't <laughs> make any what your neighbor says. she say, you know what? Sally? I don't know what's to become of her. She used to go downtown with me. We used to shop and buy all kinds of clothes and things. But you know, she doesn't wear them anymore. There's something wrong with Sally. Sure there is. God got a hold of her. It's exactly. You know what? Every time the church bell rings, here goes Sally, the church will praise God. (laughs) That's good. What made the difference, Sally? She got something in her pushing her, leading her, shoving her. That's right. I used to watch, I study nature. Used to be an old nightingale. In my home, there's these speckled mockingbirds. I live on Mockingbird Hill. All night long, keep my windows up. That's what they call it. mockingbird bird And in there in those bushes, there's dozens of Malkin I keep cats shoot away all the time with a .22 rifle. <laughs> I hope I'm not hurting a cat lover. But I sure hurt the cat if you got one of the birds. <laughs> so uh, they're out there. They come there and raise every year because we try to protect them. Raise up the window and sit there. And I'm telling you, they'll sit in those bushes and sing all night long. I got to reading about them one time. And you know what they do? They cast their eye right on the star, and right on the moonlight, if the moons a shining. And they'll sing. A real dark night, they'll let up. But then the clouds will pull through, and they'll see a little spot of light, that they'll start singing. As long as they can see light in the heavens, they know there's a light somewhere. The sun is shining against it, and the sun will shine again on earth. And that's the way we feel about an old-time holy ghost meeting. You don't have to be all the time down in the dumps, but when you get to a place where so you can feel the first little tickle of God coming down from heaven into your heart, it makes a child of God sing glory to God in heart. I don't to the heart. No matter how the church is or anything about it, it could be in the middle of the cathedral of Rome and you'd holler hallelujah. You're not long ago up in my country. I hope you all haven't got such down here. A boy got saved. you got... Uh, converted and went to join a certain denominational church. What's a Methodist. So, he and his wife. So, they uh, moved from the country and went into the city. And they took their membership out of the country Methodist church where they had salvation and went down into the big city church where they got a lot of theology. Oh, everything just as starch as it could be. So, after a couple of years, the old mammy of the boy kept writing to him and said, Honey... You all still go to church? Yes, and we still go to church. Me and then Molly goes all the time. said, well, I'm going to come down and visit you. So she's way up there in the mountains of Kentucky. And when she come down, she wore her Kentucky clothes. Way high neck, great big puffed out shoulders and, and little old shoes on real long down. And when she started at church, somebody said, what antique shop does this come out of? Now the father, the boy, and his his wife didn't want to take her to church because they know she was noisy. She come out of a noisy church, so they're afraid of being embarrassed. So that morning she walked in and she said, "Well, praise the Lord." To the usher at the door, he said, <laughs> "Oh my, there you go. That's your theology." <laughs> So she got her seat and sat down, the little lady, her daughter in law, bowed her head and her face red, and her ears could have lit a match. Her son looked sideways, and it done gotten the wrong ground. That's all that's what you get too when you get in the wrong ground. Yeah. Oh, it's so sly. It comes in so cunning. But you just get in the wrong place. After a while the preacher said, Dear friend, he said, We have one. Redeemer, and that is the Lord Jesus. She said,
1: Amen! He said, "Mm -hmm."
0: (laughs) She said, and he came to earth to save the Lord. She said, Hallelujah! That's right! (laughs) So he nodded over to his deacon. The deacon went over and told her, said, Now, madam, we'd like for you to come to church. But you're interrupting the pastor. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't keep still, we'll have to lead you out the road. (laughs) She said, You might as well take me because I just can't stand still.
1: (laughs) Amen. That's it.
0: When you're led by the Spirit of God, you'd blow up if you didn't say something. Amen. Led by the Spirit of God. Now, look, she might have not had her name written in Who's Who. But I imagine it was written on the Lamb's Book of Life. I'd rather have it there anyhow. She might not announce so much here on earth, but in heaven she was the same. Amen. Led by the Spirit of God. Moses went out into Egypt. He delivered the children because he was led by the Spirit of God. All the things that they did in the Old Testament, the saints, the prophets, Elijah. What a great man Elijah was. And how he went up there, bled by the spirit of God, and challenged they had to bring up all your priests down there, and let's see who's God. Yes. And that's the way. Let's put her to a showdown. Yes. See who's God. And they got all the priests out there. They killed their sacrifice and lanced themselves and jumped up on the altar, screaming with all the sincerity in the world. Oh, Balaam, answer! Balaam, answer! Elijah walked around and said, Maybe he's gone on a fishing trip or something. Holler just a little louder. Yeah. You know, he wasn't no God in the beginning. But then, just about the time the evening sacrifice was due, Elijah killed the bullock and laid it up on the altar, walked out there led by the Spirit of God, and said, God, I've done all of this at your feet. Yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. Right. I tell you, devils will tremble. And sinners will wait when men and women submit themselves to God and are led by the Holy Ghost.
1: That's right, yeah. Amen. What a difference it is. That's right. Now, so
0: he made the offering. And he said, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, hear me. And about that time, the fire of God began to fall. Because he was led by the Spirit of God. Men and women. That those that are, are led by the Spirit of God. No condemnation to them. They're in Christ. Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Look at little old Mary. One day she was a little, little old girl, about 18 years old, living down a real mean city, but she was a virgin. She lived right. She did right. Acted right. And God was looking all over the world to find a woman that He could put trust in. And He found all the women sitting up singing those great hymns up there at the church and their big plumes in their hats or whatever they wore in them days. But a little old poor girl coming up from the well with a bucket of water sitting on her head. God said, I'll just take her. <laughs> and the Lord spoke to her and told her what she was going to do. Yeah. She's going to have a baby knowing no man. She said, Behold, a hand's made of the Lord. Yeah. To be it unto me according to your will. Otherwise, other words, what? <laughs> I don't know Lord, how you're going to do it. I don't know man. I don't know a man after the nature of human life. I don't know how you're going to do it. I couldn't prove it scientifically, and I'm not going to the doctor to ask him anything about it. I don't know how it's going to be done, and I don't care what anybody else says about it. If you said that it's so, it's so! And she took God at his word! And if you're going to be led by the Spirit of God, you can't page this fire say, Days of miracle are going to and, no such thing as Divine Union, and all these other things, and then walk by the Spirit of God and be led by it. God's Spirit will testify of every word in there to be the truth. Amen. God will speak of His own. Yes, sir. So you know what? She never waged until she felt lying. She never waged until she was positive. She didn't wait any longer, and no more than an angel told her. She started to rejoice. She said, I'm gonna have a baby. Amen. Amen. She took God at His Word. Yeah. She was led in the Spirit of God to become the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. She kept God out for his word. Little Martha. She was a kind of a dilatory little child. And so she always wanted to make the house look clean. She had to clean up everything, make everything look spotless while married. Listen to the words of life. But I imagine Martha was listening, too, because she proved it one day. One day when her brother was dead, had been dead four days, stinking, nose had done belly, and skinworms crawling in and out of him, eating him up in a grave, she heard that Jesus was coming. That's a good message. She heard Jesus was coming, and she knows she'd ever get in contact with Jesus, her worries would be over. I think that's a good way to feel today. And while she was thinking on those things, the Holy Spirit got a hold of her and led her right out to him. She was led by the Holy Ghost. And she said, Lord, if thou would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, whatever you ask God, God will do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Amen. That thy brother shall rise again. How could he say anything else? said, <laughs> so do you believe I'm able to do this? Dear Lord, I believe. In my heart, something tells me I'm led of a spirit that says this, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Say, so where have you buried? <laughs> Come and see. He went out the grave weeping. When he got out the grave, he was always led by the Spirit of God because God was in without measure. He
1: was God. It
0: was on the inside of him. He said, Father, I thank thee to thou hearst me always, but I say this, I pray in this prayer, in other words, so these are just an example of these who stand around. So he said, take away the stone. They got away the stone. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And a man that was dead and rotten stood on his feet and lived in the hill. Amen. A little old woman one time was led by the Spirit of God. She had a blood issue. I can just look at her. sitting up on the hill. Oh, she had spent all of her money. Her husband probably was gone, and she had some a farm. She sold it, pay off the doctor bill. Maybe she sold her the teams, all the harness, pay off the doctor bill. All of her money had been spent, and there wasn't nothing else left. And she continually got worse. Many years she would had this blood issue, and one day I see her look out the window, real pale, and look down there. Said, "I wonder who that is down there? There's such a commotion." You know, usually where Jesus is, there's a lot of noise and a commotion. Strange, but it works that way. And you know, a lot of commotion. That day when he come riding into Jerusalem on in the back of a mule, I tell you, he said, if they hold their feet when they're screaming and crying, little rocks will cry out the
1: There's
0: a lot of emotion where he's at. I always find a lot of noise, but
1: I like to get around him.
0: If there's anything I hate, that real, still time. Go around some of these old mars around here. you got them in three four two too. Fucking yeah. my the Marvel Undertaker's parlor. You take a dead man around and bomb him so he can't come in. Keep him dead. That's about the way he teaches his old theology that just as dead as he can be back there and never tell him about the Holy Ghost killing him and giving him new life and leaving him. That's right. That's right. All right. Wow. What happened? This little woman. She said, you know what, I feel very strangely led. If I could only get down and touch this daughter, I believe I'd be made whole. She said, now, the doctor didn't tell me that. And when my pastor sees me going down there, oh, I'm going to be excommunicated right there. That's going to tell it. Now, there's one thing I've got to do is listen to what the doctor says, what the pastor says, because they both say he's a fanatic and there's nothing to it. The only thing he's doing is condemning other churches and things, So well, I better not go down there. And the Holy Spirit said, now, daughter, if you want to get a heal, you, you better go. So she listened to the Holy Spirit and was led of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And she got down there where he was. There were so many different Brigham Youngs and everything around him. So he couldn't even, she couldn't get near him. So you know what she did? She stepped down and crawled beneath her feet so she got over and touched his garment. For the Holy Spirit told her she had faith to believe, and nothing can produce faith but the Holy Ghost even faith to be saved no man can come to me except my father's walking first and that is the holy ghost and no man can be saved without that faith first acting in your sins acting in you and she had faith the holy spirit led her down there now once you get down there the devil said i look all around how are you going to get in there well you're so pale you could you step in there you get mashed to pieces well i guess you say lord how am i going to, go to get to it. the holy spirit said get down on your knees that's what he'll always do get down on your knees and then you'll start <laughs> And down to the crowd she went till she touched his garment. Led by the Holy Spirit and called back to the crowd and stood on the outside. Jesus said, Somebody touch me. Amen. Amen. That's the only way to do that is get down on your knees and say, so to Somebody
1: touch
0: me. Yeah, yeah. Amen. She touched the hem of his garment and was made completely whole because she was led of the Holy Spirit. A little old fellow down there, Laying down that pool of Bethesda, been laying there for 38 years with an infirmity in his body. Praying with all his heart. And Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit right down to where he was in healing. When the rest of them were thinking about their diseases, his angels, he went away from them. never said a word. Do you want God to send the power upon you? you? Go to praying and believing. The Holy Ghost will bring it to you. Healing, salvation, whatever you have need of, God will bring it to you. I could see a bunch of people, that was cowardly, 120, old, little old, cowardly people. And there they was. They went up a little old step one time because God said, now don't you preach anymore, don't you sing anymore, don't you testify anymore, until you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he's going to lead you to all nations to preach this gospel. And they climbed up in the upper room and stayed there, cowardly, the doors locked, the windows locked, praying real low to themselves. and. Hiding out from the Jews until the Holy Ghost fell on them. There came from heaven a sound like a rushing mighty wind. Fill all the house where were setting cold and tongue set upon a night fire. And out doors and windows both they went into the street led by the Holy Ghost. Right. And that fire that was kindled on the day of Pentecost still struck on our heart from that day until this. Right. Man that wants to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you are ready to be led by the Holy Spirit, mind him. Obey him. Do what you can, Barney. When you see a, a place that you can be used, let God use you in that. Do you believe that? Yeah. I believe the Holy Spirit here now believes us. Don't you believe that? No. I believe He led us here tonight. No, sir. You never come just to be seen out here on this hot tent tonight. No, sir. God led you out here. And if God led you out here, he brought you out for a purpose. That was for something he could give to you. I'm sure me being upset all day long and the water upsetting in, feeling tired and stiff and sore, I never come over here tonight just to show off. I come over here not knowing what to say, but the Holy Spirit begin to speak. Now we've got the message in our heart. Let's do something about it. Amen. Let's do something about it. Let's ask God tonight in Christ's name to fill our hearts anew and send us away from here with a new vision, with a new determination, to be led by the Holy Ghost. Came in and a world on the outside, separated us from the things of the world. To be new creatures in Christ Jesus. Let's bow our heads a moment now for prayer. While we have our heads bowed, and the pianist is getting to the piano. I wonder if there's a sinner man or woman here tonight. That doesn't know Christ as Savior, would you in Christ's name raise up your hand to him and say, Christ, I'm a sinner. God bless you, lady. God bless you, my friend. Someone else, raise up your hand and say, I'm a sinner, and I don't know Christ in the poverty of sin. I want you to remember me the word traveler, ran this is your clothes. I, no, I want that kind of life. Is there some here without the Holy Spirit that would say, Oh God, if I know i will let the world creep into me? And I know when the uh, when the world creeps in, the Holy Spirit took me flying. As I preached to the night, the dove and the lamb is the only two creatures that can dwell together. The dove couldn't dwell with the wolf, neither could the lamb. So if you are a lamb, the dove will be with you. But if your, if your soul hasn't been shaped up, and your desires and your humility in your life to meet the requirement of to be meek and humble and lowly and be led by the Holy Spirit, would you raise your hand and say, Brother Branham, remember me, and God lives in my hand. I want you to give me the Holy Ghost. God bless you, 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 many All right. Now, little lady, you're sitting there, every head down, not every eye closed. A little lady sitting here my attention is drawn to. Draw to you. I don't know why. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I turned to her. She raised her hand as a sinner. She wanted to be remembered in prayer. I was called just a few moments ago. Woman flying, and am to a little girl about twenty years old. Cancer started in her hips and she died. So there. Poor little girl. Just wonder if she's saved. Oh, my, if he is and has to God Now, friend, one of these days, we all were have to meet God. And since you're here, would you this night surrender your life to him, and something called you to do that. Now, you could do it in yourself, for Jesus said he could. said, no man can come except my father God, and all that comes I'll give an everlasting life. I want you to be real sincere to pray. And the call of you is added the God. In your heart, God had to create that desire to give you the salvation in your soul. And the rest of you had your hands up for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God had to do that. I'm going to pray now in the prayer and ask God to use all the things that I don't know how to use that God will fulfill your desire tonight and bring you up around the old-fashioned prayer bench here, the mother's dust floor, the old railing, a brother that stains the tears on there. I was saved by one of them. And all for the worst were sinners, pinned, looked down. And I said last night. See the Holy Spirit come on the platform here. See Him in an exceedingly abundant room. See Him move down there and work the people as born to telling me today the things that He did. As He, the God of heaven, will humble Himself to come to this tent and stand on this platform like this. Surely, as a penitent sinner, it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Amen. Now, our Heavenly Father, the Word cuts like a two-inch sword. It goes out, it finds its way, it cuts away the flesh of the heart, cuts away all the stony heart, takes all of the evil out and places the gentle Holy Spirit inside the heart. Making a door, opening up so that the sinner penitent. Can unload all the things of the world. That's what the Word does. It cuts the, the stony doors out. And then the sinner pours out the world before God in penance. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and fills up that heart. What a marvelous thing it is. Father God, you know the hearts of these children. I pray that you'll save everyone tonight and give them the baptism of the Holy Spirit. While we have our heads down, that the uh, Softly a song. I wonder if you'd like to come up here and stand with the altar for a word that we can lay hands on you. Be glad to do that, myself, other ministers here. I just want you to keep your head down. If you're in the Holy Spirit, I remember your blood is before me. I'm placing it before Christ. As a minister, I'm obligated to the word. God will judge me if I don't preach the truth, Now, if I preach the truth, then it's on your hands. He said, if you see the enemy coming, and you don't warn, then I'll require the blood of your hands. But if you do, then it's upon your own hands. So now, while we sing softly, I wonder if anyone seeking the Holy Ghost or a sinner who want to come to the altar, I stand waiting for you.
1: I can hear. My sister, God bless you, little woman. That's right. Lovely, little woman. God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Come here. That's right. I my sin. i listen to this. Where he lives,
0: he would have to meet some before going home. Yonder old Middle
1: aged you're aware. me. I will
0: the correction of the Lord, they comfort me, they let me know that God is with me, because He corrects me from all my wrongs. Maybe He's trying to correct you tonight. Why don't you let the rod and staff comfort you? The rod is a hard preaching gospel, but it's a comfort to let me know that God speaks to me when that type of gospel is being preached. To correct me, He loves me, He wants me to come walk with Him now. And then uh, he'll walk with me in that hour. If you, first, if you forsake him now, instead of your calamities, he would only laugh at you. I uh, want you come now while mercy is over? If you refuse mercy and spurn mercy, one thing left, Jesse, will you come? Now, I wonder some of the saints would like to come up to you and heal down right now, around here, some of you people, old-fashioned older workers. People Pride, right. conviction on the holy ground here that we're standing tonight, That's our Christian. Some of the rest of you here who wants to pray with these dear
1: people. ministers, will you pray?
0: All right, all preachers, saints,
1: around right. holy pray. What you want. He'll do anything for you. Tell that little girl just to believe on the Lord Jesus. Lay there 5 of the lady. All she needs is
0: to believe on the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we bring these children to you tonight. And in Christ's name, we present that to you. All these penitent sinners, all these seeking the Holy Ghost. We bring them to be in Christ's name, asking for divine mercy and guidance and pardon. God, with my own self on the altar, I cry out, Lord, and I need you, and they need you. All together we need you. Oh, God of heaven, won't you come to us now? Pour out your blessing upon us. We wait hungry before you, believing that you'll do for us is what you promised that you would do. Send the Holy Ghost in Christ's name. Heal the sick in Christ's name. Save the sinners in Christ's name. Grant it, Lord. Just get glory out of the service now. Meekness, the holiness of all thy people. Here's same chief, loving
1: upon the people of God. How beautiful it is, I pray, God, that you'll grant these things good through Christ's name.
0: Praise the Lord. Just keep on crying. Just keep on praising the light, for the truth. Christ, God's Son, died that we who were once far away might be brought now to the kingdom in so much that we were be sons and daughters of God. And now, while kindness and in the meeting, Holy Spirit brings a mission. Thou out the God and be made
1: i um, fully behold. God's glance for the glory of God.